Hello and welcome to the live stream post-game edition of the Cyclone Insider Podcast. I'm Travis Hines. He's Randy Peterson coming to you from inside Oklahoma Memorial Stadium. If you couldn't tell by our surroundings here, after Iowa State's 50-20 to loss to the 14th-ranked Sooners on Saturday evening. Okay, there's the we got the whole panorama view there from Randy. Um, started off really scary for Iowa State with a pick six. Things started looking up, and then it, Oklahoma really just put the clamps down on that Iowa State offense and the Iowa State defense. Probably the, the headline from the day is that Iowa State defense – was as vulnerable as we've seen it probably since that uh, 62 point explosion right. by TCU to end last year. So, Randy, what what are your thoughts here as we sit inside Memorial Stadium after another Iowa State loss? Well, first of all, I'm going to say that Dylan Gabriel is very good. Um, <laughs> we'll concur, <laughs> but uh, um, he's going to beat a lot of opponents this year. So, um, and Iowa State. I'm not going to say Iowa State helped him, but Iowa State played not a very good defensive game. But as as far as as far as the rest of the game, I thought that Rocco, after the pick six, he played well for probably the remainder of the first half. Um, I would think the running backs were were decent for a a quarter and a half. And I give a lot of props to Matt Campbell for not being so hard-headed in sticking to the rush, 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 because today they they passed the ball uh, nearly 60% of the time. And that's certainly not that 50-50 rush pass offense that, that coaches like. So I give it to Matt Campbell for um, not being hard-headed, like I said, for, for switching his philosophy to, to gauge or for the, his philosophy around the strengths of his team instead of his team trying to play stuff that Campbell wants to run or just any coach, not just Campbell, but coaches in general. They get hard-headed like that, but Campbell certainly wasn't. And, yeah, it's baby steps. But Iowa State rushed the ball better than they have all year. They had 150 yards or something. Sama, he had 67 yards, was a leading rusher. Um, he needs the ball more. Uh, Rocco passed the ball well. He threw deep. To Higgins. It was nice to see Higgins um, get in the, the, the play a little bit more. And, and Jalen Noll was good. So... Those are there were some positives in this otherwise thirty point blowout, and I know that seems weird, but um, there were still some positives. Yeah, I mean, when you're coming off or when you're a twenty point underdog, I think it changes your perspective on how you evaluate what this team did today. And I think that there are reasons to be optimistic about Iowa State's offense. You know, the pick six was bad from Rocco Beck. His second interception was probably one of his worst decisions. You know, I think the the pick six was probably a poorly thrown ball. The uh, the second interception was just a bad decision when he was under pressure. Um, but they were able to throw the ball, run the ball a little bit better. But at the same time, you know, they they didn't they scored their second touchdown five seconds into the second quarter, 
and then didn't put the ball back in the end zone. They get shut out in the second half. So it's not like they figured out everything going forward, but I do think, you know, there's enough kernels of success there for Nate Shieldhouse, for Rocco Becht and Matt Campbell to try to, to water and grow here. Um, coming into two pretty winnable games, you know, it was TCU lost tonight to West Virginia. Uh, Cincinnati obviously is, is a team that's not going to uh, strike fear into a lot of opponents' hearts. But I think the bigger issue for Iowa State today, and again, this was a good Oklahoma team with a really good quarterback and an explosive offense. But for the second week in a row, John Haycock's defense right. looked, medi- looked mediocre, frankly. And again, you're judging them on a steep curve because they've been so good for so long. But this was a, you know, they gave up what? Uh, the pick six to seven points, safety off the block punt is two. So they gave up 41, or, yeah, 41 points. Not not a great day for them, even with, you know, being in a put it in a tough spot against a good offense, especially when you look at last week where they just weren't great against Oklahoma State either. And to me, it starts with the pass rush. Like Dylan Gabriel had all day to throw so many times. And, you know, the defense doesn't look as good when Jaquan Bailey or Will McDonald's not out there. And this team does not have those kind of pass rushers right now. Yeah, that and that was the whole thing. It, like you said, it was the pass rush. Um, receivers and can and Kansas. Um, Oklahoma has very, very good receivers. Maybe the best re- group of receivers in the league, other than you know them or them or Texas. But anyway, um, those guys got open play after play after play. And there's something going on at the line of scrimmage. And it's, you know, like you said, it starts with the rush, with no rush. But but it's also, they were able to get separation from the Iowa State um, defensive backs, which I suspected would happen because, like I said, Oklahoma's receivers are, are, are very good. But even some of the, the plays, I mean, I don't remember who it was down at the, at where we're sitting, Travis, down on the right corner. The defense the defensive back just kind of fell down and, and the ball just fell right into whatever receiver's hands, for example. And there were, there were also what on that Oklahoma had first and goal at the six yard line. And there were two holding penalties against the defense. And what was it? We had two holding and a pass interference, three holdings, three holdings, three holdings and a pass interference. And this is on the defense. So it, it's, um, yeah, there's some there's some work to do uh, on the on the defensive side of the ball for sure. Yeah, and Oklahoma was obviously at times targeting Miles Purchase, right? You know, you know, and some of that is just it's not TJ Tampa is some of that, and a, a bigger to me the bigger part. Like Miles Purchase, I think is a pretty solid corner, not as good as Tampa, but a solid corner. But if you don't have a pass rush, like the weakest link, you know, even if it's a strong link, is going to get easier to pick on, and I think that's what happened a lot today for Oklahoma is this, they they were able to execute their plan because they had time and if they don't have time or if they have pressure it gets a lot harder to execute the way that they were to the tune of you know 40 points or whatever offensively um, and that and that's the, the Oklahoma's ability to have big plays after we saw Oklahoma State do that last week again I think you know you're not pushing the panic button certainly for this Iowa State defense but it, it's there's a level of concern here, I think, and legitimate concern that we probably have not seen, you know, in quite some time for Iowa State's defense, which again is a testament of how good they've been for how long. 
Yeah, and, and like you like you said, we're, they're not going to see another Oklahoma this year. Going forward, um, it's it's not going to be all that bad because there were positives coming out of today, and I don't think Iowa State got any injuries today. All the injured players, to the best of my knowledge, came back to play today or tonight. So there there were yeah, in a thirty point blowout, there there were positives. Um, and let's not forget, I'm going back to the offensive side now for a second. Let's not forget there were only only three seniors started. Easton Dean and, and, and Hufford and Triber. Three seniors started. That was pretty much it. So once again, Iowa State is is trying to win games, but also being forced to look ahead to the future as well because of the youth on this team. And if they can if they can feel get any sort of confidence out of the out of the first half of today, then that could carry them. That could carry them far. And I and I think you agree with me on this one, Travis. I think we we both believe that that John Haycock will get that will get the defense fixed. And let's face it, I don't think other than other than Texas, maybe Kansas, I don't think Iowa State's going to face any kind of offense like like what um, they faced tonight. So there were some positives in this in this blowout loss. Yeah, the last thing for me is I think you got to give that Iowa State offensive line credit because we've been yeah. pretty critical of them, and I think fairly so that it's been a struggle for them earlier this year. Campbell said he thought that was their best game. I would tend to agree. I mean, they did not get absolutely um, run down. You know, there were still moments there where you looked like, okay, that that was not good, but it was still. Uh, much, much better than we saw against Ohio, much better than we saw against Oklahoma State. So that's at least moving in the right direction. And now you're still only, what, two weeks away from getting Jake Remsburg back that can help, right. presumably help shore that up even more. So that that's a, a positive for Iowa State on a day where there were a few, but certainly uh, 50 to 20 loss is going to sting in what is probably, likely, Iowa State's last trip to Oklahoma Memorial Stadium with the Sooners, along with Texas, who, by the way, is looking very much like that's going to be the Big 12 title game this year, which Brett Yormark will love that, um, <laughs> leaving for the SEC. Can, can you hear the chance of SEC at AT&T <laughs> Stadium now between those oh, two uh, programs? Yeah. But Iowa State loses 50-20 to 20 to Oklahoma on Saturday night. They return home next weekend to host TCU, like who I mentioned lost to West Virginia tonight. Um, so plenty on deck. Be sure to check out DesMoinesRegister.com for Randy and I's coverage of the game tonight and then looking ahead to next week, which is also uh, the 100-year memorial game for uh, commemorating the 100 years since Jack Trice's death in 1923. So we'll have plenty of coverage of all of Iowa State's preparation for that game and that event. He's Randy. I'm Travis. This has been the Cyclone Insider Livestream and Podcast. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you later.